Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back to the first team. Joe DeLeon, Ryan Roberts. Today we have got another scouting report episode. We're breaking down two of the top corners in the 2024 NFL draft. We're talking Kool-Aid McKinstry from Alabama. We're talking Nate Wiggins from Clemson. All that coming up on today's show. Ryan, I want to start us off with uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry, who best name in the draft, best nickname in the draft, and also probably the most recognizable name. Played early on in his career at Alabama developed very nicely I I thought that this has been just a very clean prospect uh through and through and one of those guys who just has been super steady it very very steady yeah we're going to get into a full breakdown here but I think that he's got quality starting corner written all over him what uh what background you got on him I mean he was a high recruit obviously like every player that goes Alabama ever is and we saw him as a true freshman a lot Joe I remember at that point I believe it was who do we have? We had um, Josh Job at that point was one of the mm. starting corners for Alabama. And I believe that wasn't Eli Ricks year, right? That was before that. So no, I think because Eli was just last year, right? So as a sophomore, he played with oh, Eli Ricks. Right, you're right. Yeah. I, forgot, I forgot Eli started at LSU. Sorry. But I remember Josh Job was like super inconsistent the year before. So there was a, a point in the season where they were like, you know, we need to kind of make the move to Kool-Aid McKinstry, who was a true freshman at the time. And Worked out pretty well. I thought he played very well as a freshman for, you know, being a, a obviously a young cat playing in the SEC and then moved over to his sophomore year where he was an all SEC player, also one of the best punt returners in all of college football. And I mean, I think that profile is pretty easy to see, right? I mean, from a recruiting yeah. ranking perspective to where we are now, I mean, 6'1", 195 pounds. He has obviously the great athleticism, which is why he was such a high, highly touted recruit. And it shouldn't be any surprise, man, because – Nick Saban is one of the best cornerback developers in all of college football and has been his entire career. I mean, we'll talk about obviously what he's done in Alabama with the Drake Kirkpatrick's and the Minka Fitzpatrick's and, you know, all these great corners, you know, the D Milner's of the world. He's got a lot of first round corners in his time at Alabama. But also even before that, when, during his time at LSU, when they were when they were arguably DBU at that point, I mean, he has always yeah. been a really good cornerback developer. And this is the latest as far as, well, also, I mean, Alabama has two of them, and Tyrion Arnold as well. So, I mean, McKinstry, though, is definitely the, a little bit of the bigger name, the sexy name coming into the season. And obviously that's due to his recruiting background and the fact that he's been playing for three years now. Yeah, and I, I don't know if... Uh, if McKinstry ends up being the first corner taken. But I, I, I think that one thing that needs to be illustrated early on, I don't think that should be a knock on Kool-Aid. I think that there's the guy that we're going to talk about, I think has a little bit more of like a wow factor in, in some of his physical traits. But with Kool-Aid, as I said a second ago, he, he very like just epitomizes the word well-rounded. Very good athlete, very clean technique, Great hips, closes down really easily, stays with guys really easily. Love his, you know, his ability to react to what's going on in front of him. I, I don't know why, but it, it kind of gives me like Pat Sertan vibes in the sense that just very, very well rounded. You know what you're getting. He might not be the first corner off the board, but you draft him early, and you're getting a starting corner that's going to play at a very high level. 
I just like everything that Quilly McKinstry brings to the table. Yep. And it's one of those players who I don't, I won't feel bad if my team takes him. Like, I'll just be like, okay, I just got a really good starting defensive player. Yeah, he's he's kind of an interesting player for me because I think we see him pretty similarly. But like, I actually I see a couple different things that make me worried. One, but also bring a high floor too. And first and foremost, his name's Jaquincy, not Kool Aid, but it's another conversation for another day. I do like the Kool Aid nickname though; it's pretty neat. And he's only twenty one years old. He's not going to turn twenty two until September of his fresh of his rookie year, so he's still a young cat, obviously. Joe, here's the thing. He brings a high floor to the table because he's been playing at Alabama under Nick Saban in the SEC for three years. That brings a high floor because he's seen a lot of great wide receivers. He's been working one of the best cornerback developers of our generation. I mean, he's been doing, obviously, tremendous things at Alabama. I believe, though, in my opinion, there's still a lot of upside here for what Kool-Aid can be. I I don't think that he's Mm. near his ceiling because I look at that kid and I say 6'1", 195 pounds. I guarantee he runs right around 4'4", flat. Like he might be a 4'3", type of dude, man. Like he can run. He is a twitched up athlete that can turn around with pretty much anyone. I mean, people just don't really under uncover deep on him just from pure athleticism. But technically speaking, there's still some things that he can get better at. I still think there's some false steps in his, in his, I think there's some false steps in his backpedal and kind of changing direction. And I think he makes things hard for himself at times, but he ends up, it ends up not hurting him as much at Alabama because he's such a good athlete. It's like a false step out of his break, but he's able to cover up that ground because he's so explosive and so athletic. So this kid is going to be a first round corner. There's no doubt about it. He's going to get drafted high. I wouldn't be shocked if he was the first corner off the board. I personally would not draft him first out of this cornerback group. That's just me though. But I think that he brings a high floor in the sense that you're at least going to get a solid player because he plays at Alabama. He's been developed by the best. But I think that I would argue, it's my opinion, that he's probably top two-ish players at the cornerback position in 2024 as far as upside. I mean, if he gets his upside, he could be a Pro Bowl-level player. He's got that type of yeah. he's got that type of upside to him. He just He's still developing from great athlete to great football player, in my opinion. I don't think he's quite there yet, but he has the building blocks that a defensive back coach is going to love at the next level. Right. That's kind of like where I'm at, where I I watch him and there's nothing about him that I feel like I'm like, wow, this is ridiculous. Like This is all pro. This is a guy who's going to do something crazy. That's kind of where I'm getting at here with these just very well-rounded. Like yeah. he does everything. You're talking about like he athletic, checks the pl- athletically or you're talking about from a technical perspective as well? G- technical perspective and okay. just general impact. Like he does everything at a plus level, but there's not sure. necessarily something I look at him and I go like, this is elite. And you're talking about his athleticism. It does sneak up on you a little bit yeah. on, on how really, really, truly how quick he is. I think that he runs a faster 40 time like you're talking about than we anticipate. But it all just comes back down to the fact that there's probably going to be one or two other guys that could get drafted ahead of him because teams get excited about various traits that are brought to the table of other yeah. guys. But again, he feels like, as we're talking about here, with the one of the higher floors, which tends to be pretty consistent with these uh, Alabama defensive backs, that's why I've got like a mid to late first round grade yeah. on him. Could see yeah. him going earlier. Could see him finding his way in the top 10 by a team that's just like, you know what? We don't want to get burned by anybody else. We just want to get a, a consistent, steady pick. Sure. Or another example of where he could end up going with one of these teams 
that has two early first round picks, he also feels like a candidate for that. Yeah. I, I think that you are spot on there. And I would say for me, I have a late first on him because I grade in a vacuum. Like I'm not putting positional value into the conversation. We know that cornerbacks in today's world are going to get pushed up the board because you need good cornerbacks in today's league. And he could be a good cornerback, obviously. The reservations I have are all fixable things like false steps out of, uh, you know, transitioning out of your pedal. That's the thing you could you could teach, right? Being a little bit more proactive at the at the in press, that is something that you could teach. You can teach press tech. Everything that I want to see from Kool-Aid is teachable, right? There's no unteachable thing that I look at and say, like, that kid doesn't have that. He's athletically checks boxes, like you said. I think that he kind of hits all the thresholds you're gonna want. I would say for this cornerback class. Like this time last year, Joe, the the Devin, the Devin Witherspoon rise was kind of happening, right? And by the time we got to the draft day, it was like Devin Witherspoon's going to be the first corner off the board. Like everyone knew yeah. it, you know, like it was going to happen. I don't necessarily see that this year as far as a guy that I would say is going to definitely make that rise. I think that we're going to see two to three corners at the top of this class that people are going to like in different orders. You know, like I think that from an NFL perspective, people are going to have there's not going to be a consensus cornerback one this year. There's not going to be a guy that's like slam dunk. That's a top 10 pick and everybody else is right behind him. I think that we have different flavors in this cornerback class. I know we're going to talk about Nate Wiggins next, obviously, but Kool-Aid McKinstry is much different than Nate Wiggins, who is also much different than Kalen King, who is much different than Quinion Mitchell, right? Like there's a lot of corners in this class that I like, but it's really going to depend on what your flavor is as a organization because there are different types of traits and different types of corners in this year's class, which is going to, is why it's going to be a fun debate working down the stretch. And I also, just to round that out, I think there's a possibility that we see five corners that go in the first round. I think that there's certainly yeah. a, a capability for that to happen. Because I, if you look at some of these other position groups, because yeah. uh, I did a I did a mock draft the other day, Ooh. and if you look at these other position groups, it, it really kind of does – thin out towards the back end of the first because I think a lot of tackles go which really impacts what teams are looking for that all these teams need offensive linemen yes a couple interior offensive linemen come off the board and then we just we come back around and there's there's guys that are good football players like Cooper yeah. DeGene and mm-hmm. Terry and Arnold and Kalen King that I think could get selected in this in this back half of the, the first round I, I was looking at my mock draft real quick so I had two three four I had like six. Uh, we had four. Sorry, I'm stalling for a second here to make sure that I don't miss five. I had five corners. No, I had six corners. I had seven corners in the first round, Joe. Seven cornerbacks wow. in the 2024. My first round mock draft. I think that's possible. Think, I think that's really possible. Things, There's a lot of good players. Yeah, and things will obviously change, and it could change that. Maybe I'm low on how many corners could go in the first round, or it could be maybe I'm a little bit high right now. But we know that the NFL goes gaga for talented corners, which there's a lot of in this year's draft. It's pretty deep, man. Like for the most part, it's a pretty deep cornerback class. And I think that there might be a demand in the first round this year for cornerbacks in general. You also got to take into account this year, there's not really any running backs that are going to be in the first round conversation. No. There's not really any linebackers in the first round conversation. And there's really maybe two defensive tackles that are in the first round convo. So the positional value for these other positions that might get selected in the back end of the first, I I think that inevitably any corner with a 
early to mid second round grade is probably going to get picked somewhere on day one. Could, very well could be. Everybody's going to happen a lot. Everyone's going to get pushed up the board, man. The, the positions of value in today's game, quarterbacks always going to be one. Offensive tackles also always going to be another. Pass rushers, sometimes wide receivers now, and then corners are kind of that next wave of positions that tend to get pushed up a little bit. I agree. Bet online remains your top spot for all of your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, NHL are all in full swing. Bet online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code Believe. That's B L E A V for fifty percent off your first. Deposit that is a 50% welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. Nate Wiggins from Clemson, six yep. for two, 185. My man is long, he is <laughs> tall. I know that you're a fan of his. Uh, quick thoughts on him, his background before we break him down. He's another traditional guy, man. Like, there's no there's no cool backstories on these guys today. Like, I, I can't wait until we get to like Quinion Mitchell out of Toledo, where it's like that's a cool backstory, you know, like under recruited yeah. kid ends up at Toledo. Nate Wiggins was a high four, five star recruit by I think at least one platform. I mean, this is a really talented football player that ended up going to Clemson who has strung together some pretty good corners over the years. I mean, you talk about the AJ Terrells of the world and that there's been a, there's been some good corners that have come out of, uh, of there. I mean, I mean, Darian Kendrick ended up transferring to Georgia's last year, but like he's starting in the NFL and he started his career, obviously as a wide receiver turned corner at the university or the university of Clemson. So he's an Atlanta, Georgia guy, Westlake high school, true junior. Like you said, I was looking up what his actual recruiting profile looked like as far as like how high he was ranked, but yeah, he was, I mean, he was consensus. He was a near consensus top 150 player in the class and uh, wide receiver in high school, return kicks, returns punts, and obviously he's developed into a great cornerback. And he, uh, Westlake High School, quick note, Joe, mm. same high school that produced former Clemson first rounder, AJ Terrell. So there you ah. go. So they're from the same high school, man, which is kind of funny and kind of it, it, it's ironic because I think we're talking about another first round corner here as well. So very different players, though. Yes. And to talk about Nate Wiggins, um, by God, is he long and by God, can he freaking move? I, I was so <laughs> juiced up watching him and I was like, whoa, this guy is fluid yep. his burst is tremendous and the length that he brings to the position makes him so disruptive uh potentially at the catch point i just thought he uses his hands really well i, I love the way that he is able to track and keep guys in front of him nobody's beating him deep and he's able to just stay in really really good sticky coverage the, the guy's is is freakishly talented I, yes. I really think that for me this is the debate of actually not even a debate i think that nate wiggins looks like the top corner in the class for me yep. I think he is good enough to go with in those top 15 picks have an immediate impact in the NFL and as we're talking about the ceiling for some of these players and we're talking with Kool-Aid I think that this is capably he could reach being a pro bowl all pro type of a corner like he is really really a, a just a, such a good mover that if he finishes developing and maybe works on some of the deficiencies in his game he could be a really fantastic player in the NFL I think in summer scouting, I had him as my cornerback three behind Kalen King and Kool-Aid McKinstry. I was very high on Nate because I remember 
So Lorenz that you know, obviously he had mm. a, I think he had a monitor on him or he had a grade on him. And I was like, Oh, I didn't really know who Nate Wiggins was at that point. Cause that because Joe, you remember like 2022 version of Clemson, the secondary wasn't great overall. Like they kind of no. played a little bit poor, but Nate Wiggins, I think was kind of hidden by that fact that the defensive backfield for Clemson in 2022 wasn't great, but he was fantastic. I remember watching him and I was like, okay, six, two long. And again, you get those preconceived notions. What is he going to be good at? It's probably a long strider. He's probably a guy that can run and he sure can, you know, like he can't, un he, you can't uncover deep very often against Nate Wiggins. That kid can run stride for stride. He's like a greyhound when he turns a run, man, like he can just cover ground for days. But the thing that makes him rare that you kind of hit on a little bit is the preconceived notion that you would have for a negative on a six, two long corner like him that has long legs. So he probably can't change direction that well. Mm. <laughs> That's just not true. <laughs> Nate Wiggins. When he puts his foot in the ground and redirects, man, that kid can change direction as well as anyone in this class. You can play him in off man. You can play him in press because if he misses a press at the line of scrimmage, he can turn around with anyone. He could play zone. This is a coverage diverse cornerback because his movement skills allow him to do a little bit of everything. They really do. And I thought I was going to be the one. A little bit higher on him coming into this conversation. No. I I was I was gonna say my hot take, right? My hot take here, and I don't think it, it wasn't like a crazy hot take. I could maybe more like a warm take. Is that Nate Wiggins is cornerback one in this class? I believe. Yeah, I I don't think there's any. I I haven't. I've only watched so far. I've only watched Cooper DeGene, Kool Aid McKinstry, and Nate Wiggins, and I'm I'm trying to progress through through some more of these guys. But yeah. I don't see a world that Kalen King, because he had a little bit of a, a, a weakened year this year. It, Against Ohio probably State. still first rounder. Yeah. But I, I just, I think that what we've seen from Wiggins is enough to say, boom, this kid is the yeah. top corner. Well, we'll talk about Kalen King, obviously. I think that the Ohio State game, like he definitely had his rough moments, but I don't think it was nearly as bad as some people acted like it was. But I still am a big fan of Kalen King. Obviously, we talked about Kool-Aid. I like Kool-Aid, you know, and I really like Cooper DeGene for a specific role. But this is a kid that I'm always going to be high on. I talked about this when I talked about J.C. Horn a few years ago. I love coverage and scheme-diverse football players at every position. Mm -hmm. The more you can do, the more valuable you are to me, always. And that's what Nate Wiggins is, man. There's not a coverage role that he can't play at the next level because he is incredibly fluid changes direction, can run, and he's stupid long, man. Like, it's not, he's not, what are his arms? 33? Like, they might be 33 oh, yeah. inches. He might be. Yeah. Which, you know, we're not going to see anything like we saw Joey Porter last year that had like 34-inch arms. Like, that was just stupid. We've never seen anything like that before. But this kid probably has around 33-inch arms. It's not high 32s. Like, he is a very, very long corner. Now, that being said, Joe, the one thing that I still would love Nate Wiggins to improve on is it doesn't show up as much in the college game. But remember, we're translating a jump in competition. Guys are going to get bigger, faster, stronger. I would still like him to gain a little bit of mass and be a little bit. That's just, fair. The 185 is pretty lean yeah, for 6'2". I mean, let's get to 190, 193. Maintain that athleticism, but just get a little bit stronger through the core so that when you get in those one-on-one -on -one situations down the field at the catch point, working through contact, you're a little bit more efficient. I feel like he can get kind of out leveraged in the air at times just because he's a little bit light. Now it makes up for him in the college game because he has that incredible reach and he's able to still, you know, just absurdly affect the catch point. 
But on the co- on the NFL level, where every single week you're going to see guys, you know, we're talking about in this draft just in general, right? You're going to see a guy like Keon Coleman a lot of different weeks in the NFL. Like you're going to see Drake London, you're going to see Michael Pittman Jr., you're going to see the Julio Joneses of the world, although he's in a backup role. But like you're going to see that style of player that can just out- outreach you at times, and you're going to have to be a little bit more physically up to the to the challenge there. So I think Nate Wiggins add a little bit of play strength to his game. Will also it's not a bad run defender, but it's not also not like plus. It's it's fine, right? Like it's not like debilitating by any any stretch. But if he gets a little stronger, that could also help his game round out. The the, the one other deficiency that I kind of saw with him, I, I thought that he was a little slow to react sometimes. And it's not that he wasn't a guy that I thought was a bad decision maker. It's not like a guy that is is misreading what's going on in front of him and he's making mistakes. It was just the times that he allowed inside. Uh, inside leverage on guys that yep. you know that caught him to the inside of the field, or uh, if if somebody did ha- gain a little bit of separation on him, it was because that first step was slow because he was deciding too slow, and that's something that naturally comes with playing the position more. I, I don't think he's been playing as long as a guy like Kool Aid McKinstry at the college level that you can notice the difference in the experience level and the coaching level where he is still getting caught up to speed fully to knowing how to play the position and be fully reactive. He flashes some really good stuff, but there are some times, and again, we have to paint the full picture here of like where some of the weaknesses are that could maybe hurt him early on in, in the NFL. Sure. And if it does, if he does have some issues early on, it's going to be because he is still learning to effectively react and make those right decisions in order to make plays and to also play sticky coverage on these receivers well I, I think to back up your argument there and just a little bit of the context is I looked up his freshman year in 2021 he only made three tackles and one pass breakup he only played 130 snaps so we're talking about a player that's only played two years of college football for the most part yeah. I mean like he played a little bit as a freshman but not enough to be like yeah he got a lot of play as a freshman like he was playing in mop-up duty kind of in some of blow, some of the blowouts like that type of thing he was more just a, a, a reserve as a freshman so there is a lot of room to grow here which i think is it's kind of scary that's why he's man. so good <laughs> it's kind of scary right, right because joe I, like right now for me i think that he can play zone stuff because i think that he's incredibly fluid and he can break on things but i agree with you he's not as proactive as you would like in the back end right now as far as seeing the game at an advanced level what he is right now is he's a zone base he's a man-based corner excuse me he's a guy that you say whether you're impressed or off man Go cover that guy. Just go cover him, erase him. That's your responsibility. Exactly. And in those situations, instincts don't matter as much, right? It's about now just mano y mano. That guy's in front of me. Watch his hips and do not let him get past me. That's your responsibility. When we talk about zone-based stuff, that's where instincts really kick in as far as where should I be on the field, what's developing in front of me, using my eye discipline, watching the quarterback's eyes, kind of breaking on stuff that way, not being manipulated. That stuff will come because he's still a developmentally a developmental corner in the sense that still needs more reps, right? Still needs more reps. But I maybe this is the hot take. I don't know. Cornerback one isn't a hot take. I would draft Nate Wiggins in the top ten, top ten to twelve picks in the twenty twenty four. I don't think it's a hot take because right right now a lot of people are projecting Kool-Aid McKinstry as a top ten pick, and I, I could see that happening, and I wouldn't push against it. I personally wouldn't do it if I am taking a corner in the top ten. It's Nate Wiggins. I'm gonna. So, by the way, I'm. I. I don't know why I haven't told you, but I am going to be releasing um, a mock draft 
uh, on Monday or Tuesday of this upcoming did you, week. Did you write it or is pl- it a video? Did you write it? No, I'm, I, 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 I wrote it. So I'm going to, I, I was debating maybe you and I could do like a, cause you did your mock draft. I did mine. Maybe we could do a show where we kind of go back and forth with our, yeah. their mock drafts. I, I, I might, I might have to do an updated finish. one, man. Cause I had a guy in there that ended up going back to school already. So that wasn't, uh, <laughs> so may, 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 maybe just make an adjusted one from the one that you did yeah. and, and maybe reorder it a little bit. But, uh, Pick number ten, the Los Angeles Chargers was Nate Wiggins for me. That that was the pick, and I think that, that that's very realistic. Funny, Is that the same spot you had him. Well, no, because the Los Angeles Chargers, when I made the pick, were the twelfth projected pick. But at pick number oh. twelve, I had Nate Wiggins from Clemson going to the Chargers. Yes, so they need corner help. They they, one of the teams that desperately, desperately needs really talented corner help, and I think that they, damn man, you're you're coming in here and you're like. Oh, he could be a top 10 pick. And you didn't even put him as a top 10 pick. I'm the one who put him as a top 10 pick. You're the one who thought you were going to be higher on him. It is. I am the highest on Nate Wiggins. Hey, man. I am the highest. I had three (laughs) quarterbacks going in the top 11. I also had, I think, Uh, three or four offensive tackles. Like, there's it's it's some wide receivers as well, man. Like, it's a good draft. It's a really good draft at the top this year. So, yeah, I, I didn't put him over. You know, I didn't put him over Joe Alton, Olu, and those types of guys, right? But he was the first corner off the board, which is the most important aspect of it. He goes over Olu Fashanu for me. Oh, man. Oh, Olu Fashanu fell out of going? the top 10. Really? Uh, I have him 14 to the Rams. I, mean, I, I As a Rams fan, I wouldn't mind that pick. They desperately need offensive tackle help. So, well, yeah. left tackle help. They're, you know, Rob Havenstein, I think, is better. But, yeah. I might change this. I might, I might flip him to J.C. Latham. Don't mind. Uh, people that. are gonna think you're clickbait if you do that, man. It's gonna be great. Why, JC? <laughs> dude, Jason Latham had a really good. I, I can't wait to have yeah. this tackle. Like when we it's do our beat. rankings, I can't wait to do that with you because I, I think that we, tackle unintentionally, I think, is going to be a really heated conversation because yep. there's going to be a lot of people with bad eyes who are going to hype up the. Like I'm trying to think, like who? Okay, like not to be negative, but like I feel like there's a lot of people hyping up Graham Barton right now, and frankly, he's not I don't tackle. understand the. Hu- He's not a tackle anyway. But they're hyping him up as like a first round interior guy. And I re- there's yeah. other centers and guards that I would touch before him. Yep. Uh, the, I, I just don't really, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Offensive tackle is going to be crazy too because, I mean, is Amarius Mims going to enter in general? He's been banged up all yeah. year. And I mean, dude, some people are going to have a long talk about Troy Fontanu, dude, because he's got over 34 in charms. Like some people are going to be like, is he a tackle? I don't think he is. I think he's an interior player, but I think he's great regardless like i don't care what position necessarily he plays but then like you said it's like some people like the morgan kid out of arizona i, I still don't he's see a guard like, he's not he's it. not a tackle i think he'd be a really good guard when we talk about guards i see some i, yeah. I see some good flexibility he's i see some pop. good power he's got pop yeah but he just he can't he can't move in space but like there's a there's guys that i think that are going to get overhyped yeah, like Patrick Paul, Kingsley Soamatea is going to get overhyped. I like Kingsley, um, man. That's another debate that we'll have. I still like Kingsley, I, man. I still like I Kingsley. I don't like him. Um, <laughs> but then there's also going to be there's going to be this conversation where I think a lot of people are going to knock uh, a JC Latham, and I think some people are not going to really understand a Talise Fuaga potentially, yep. or an Amarius Mims who didn't play yep. that much. Like if he declares, don't overthink yeah. him. You know what I have to say, Joe? This is my last note on offensive tackles. For the people that are putting Patrick Paul in the first round, this is all I have to say. Has anyone done has anyone done it? Dude, it's yes, it's been out in the universe. 100 percent It's been out in the universe. Yes. 
Yes, what did I have my grade on him? Wait, let me before we wrap here. I had a top one fifty on Patrick Paul, which which is fine. I'm okay with that. Like if we're talking third to fourth round developmental, I can get there, man. I'm okay with it. But first round, Patrick Paul, a guy that no. can't bend. No, thank you. No, thank you. Hard pass at Joe DeLeon at Rising Draft. Thank you, folks, for tuning in. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Do not miss out on any of our scouting reports and eventually our prospect rankings. All that coming up during this draft cycle. Enjoy the rest of your week, folks. We'll be back. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.